This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. The world didn't end when the Gulf Stream changed pattern. The world did change. The scientists were right in 1977. By 2031, global warming was real. Ice and fire would describe the next 2,000 years. It started slowly with massive flooding. The ice came with a flip of the magnetic poles in a change of axle tilt to 22%. There was time to shield. How and where was the question? Plans were created, rejected, and built yet again. Shielding from the star beating through a depleted atmosphere could be done, must be done, that fire would burn and devastate the lands not covered with ice. Ice stretching from the uttermost north to what was Kansas in old North America. Europe was not to be spared. Asia covered to edges of Mongolia and even into Pakistan. The composition of the sea was broken by the influx of fresh water, its food chain ruptured, dead and dying. Yet plans were made and executed. Not everyone made it into the freeholds. Underground cities built and sealed against the volcanoes, climate accesses, and marauding bands of once-humans ravaging what was left above. Now it's time for the freeholders to come to the surface. Their instruments show a repaired atmosphere, something only time could have done. The oceans, lakes, rivers, and streams were healing and life returning as measured by scouts venturing into the wastelands. Exploring the remade world and a new beginning starts now. Ian Kyleson's story intertwined with the deadly dangers involved with humans returning to the surface. It's the year 4062. Ian sits at his father's desk. No, that was wrong. It was now his desk. Robson was dead. Needlessly, Dad was killed by a rockfall. I'm not ready. I'm not even an adult, paired, or finished with school. Why? You know why. He was where he never should have been. He was doing his job, recording the openings of tunnels for habitats and hydroponics. It's your job now. 
He could have no more stepped aside and not helped dig those men out than I could not cook dinner. They did get them out, but the second collapse got him. It was carelessness. Now it is for the elders to deal with the crew who skimped on safety. It just isn't fair, Mom. Go to bed. Rest now. You've got to sleep. Ian rose and headed toward the door. Rachel lets him pass and watched him trudge toward the sleeping rooms. Dreams come and go in his stressed mind. Dreams of a future free of responsibility, dashed by reality, intruding on the dreams of a 13-year-old boy. The installation is today, three days after the death of Robson. There were only two freehold positions that were hereditary here under the crust. Scribe and Arbiter were those two positions. Both were seen as positions outside of the power structure of the elected elders that ran Freehold 3. It was one of the many freeholds scattered across what had been the old United States, South America, Africa, and Australia. Places where humans could shelter the storms of change. Yes, there were those who had chosen not to enter a freehold. Many had died, but others had lived and changed. Yet today was Ian's installation as scribe. Scribes were a dying breed. Five families of scribes had dwindled to one. They were charged with keeping the histories clear of bias and training teachers. Now, it was to be Ian's responsibility. Ian and Rachel took their seats at the front of the council chamber. They waited as the elders, witnesses, and dignitaries took their places. Elder Johnson took his position at the podium. Stand, Ian, son of Robson. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Ian, son of Robson, do swear and affirm that I will carry out the office of scribe in this freehold. As long as there is life and breath in my body, I will remain outside the struggles of the governing elders and record the events, laws, actions, and outcomes without bias. Ian repeated the words. From this day forth, you are Ian Kyleson, son of Kyle Robson, and now scribe of this freehold. It's done. They met each elder in turn and started toward the door. Elder Johnson led them to the door. I will be visiting later today, after school lets out, to talk. I'm still a teacher, even at my advanced age. Yes, I'm aware. Housing is becoming critical. Is there any hopeful news from the freeholds? Yes, but we will talk later. There's also disturbing news. Mom, do I have to go to school today? Not today, nor ever again must you attend school, Ian. Your position means you've much to do. Your mother, sisters, and tutors will be your companions for a while. Your father's death was caused because we tunneled too close to the surface without enough safeguards. Fear not because your father planned even for this kind of catastrophe. He chose those who will guide and work with you. It's almost like he could see the future when he filed the plan, even though it was made before you were born and updated every year since. Your sister will be included as you too are the remaining descendants of the families who have been our scribes. 
Elder Johnson nodded again to Rachel and let them pass. They walked to the electric cart that served them as transport. Rachel then drove them home. Rachel thought as she drove about Tad Johnson's words. His disturbing news had been received and would be reason for his caution with her children. She had lunch to prepare and Ian had to record his ascension to scribe. Go write it down while it's all fresh. It's your first duty as scribe. The red boxes with all the news, events, births, deaths, and plans should already be on the desk. I'll help. Cassie can help too. Okay, Mom. Ian could see Cassie, his twin sister, standing by the window looking out over the parkway. Carved out of the living stone, it had a beauty all of its own. The pyrite glittered in the LED lights along the parkway, making it almost glow. It was home. Dad's stuff in his tablet arrived just now. Headmaster Bilson called on the hard line. He said I wouldn't be required at school. Why is that, Mom? I wanted to run for school council next month. What's going on? In due time, all will be told to us. Elder Johnson is coming after school. Doubtless, he will have much to say. Right now, let's fix lunch. Thank you for tuning in to the Kyleson Chronicles. A big thank you to the Alice Randall Multimedia UK for lending us their actual recordings of the broadcast. The Kyleson Chronicles Book One, The Emergence, is a sci-fi audio drama and novel written by J.A. Babian, narrated by Charlie Wyrack, and music intro by Tracy Babian. And our cast is Tomcat as Lars Olofsson, Floyd Jones as Jay Witherspoon and James O'Brien, Ellie Hirschman as Don Wilson, Bart Poland as Steve Kirkson, Micah Henderson as Ian Kyleson, Echo Unclesby as Cassie Robeson, Bruce Jaworski as Elder Tad Johnson, William Jaworski as Jack Bilson, Jessica Sparks Stutt as Rachel Robeson, Tracy Babian as Kelly Kirkson and Kessa Forrester, J.A. Babian as Two Feathers, Alice Randall as Alice Randall Show on WFRM Radio UK, and Parker Brown as musician for the audio drama. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and definitely share this program. Thanks. Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.